Well, today I am talking to Matthew Tesdall of Family Time Vacation Rentals in Utah and Oregon. And this is one of our, it's part of a series of successful property managers who come along and tell us what really works for them, what doesn't work so well for them, and gives you some tips on how to make your business just as successful as theirs is. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I am super delighted to be back with you once again from our winter wonderland. The snow is now here. I think it's going to stay now till April. I got super excited this morning because we got in touch with Gulf Shores State Park, Alabama, and booked five months from November of next year all the way through to April. So, uh, so yes, thinking ahead, thinking ahead, we'll all get vaccinated and we can climb into our RV and head south and the border will be open and it will all be wonderful and back to normal. Talking about November, by the way, next year, folks. So fingers are crossed. Fingers are certainly crossed for that. So a couple of days ago, I did a really great little video with Brooke Fouts of Vintori and the founder of Family Time Vacation Rentals in Utah and Oregon, Matt Tesdall, and loved what Matt was saying. And so I wanted him to come along and share some of his tips on successful property management with me. So I'm not going to say too much more because this is a great conversation I'm having with Matt. So let's go straight on over to it right now. So I'm delighted to have with me today, Matt Testel from Family Time Vacation Rental in Utah and Sisters Vacation Rental in Oregon. Do I get that right, Matt? You did. Very good, Heather. Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's always great for me to sit here and talk to a fellow property manager and particularly one who has you know, just around about the same, you know, you're the, we're the same size. Um, I think we've got at present count because we've lost quite a lot of properties recently. So we're at about 135. So is, is that about the same as you? Between the companies, we're, you know, I think we're right around 170-ish. Uh-huh. And, and, and to your to your point, Heather, there it's been a very uh, strange year, obviously. And some of the properties have gone to long-term, uh, which which we don't do. And some of the properties our owners have moved into. And we are, we're strictly remote type. You know, we're in destination, remote destination. So, you know, it's interesting, the ebb and flow is the first time I've seen this kind of cycle. Yes, yes, and we've we, we've had such an attrition this year with with COVID, and as you say, owners moving into their properties. We have others that are are just too risk averse to even consider renting them out at all, and yeah. and then there are those who have taken advantage of our amazing sales market at the moment. 
And I, I was hearing yesterday in our area, it's not uncommon for properties to go up to 770% over asking. Wow. And that- I think we have seen this year, 2020, about a third of our homes have gone up for sale and switched owners. We've, we, you know, we've kept a lot of them, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. That's onboarding a brand new property yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going through uh, through exactly the same thing. I mean, it's great. You know, there's a sale and you think, oh my gosh, we've got to rehouse people. And then the, the, the buyer comes along and says, yep, yeah, I'm just going to, it's going to be turnkey. As far as they're concerned, it's turnkey. Not quite the yeah. same from from our side of it. So, uh, so Matt, tell us a story about how you got started in this business. Well, okay, so I'll give you the short story because this could be a seminar. <laughs> it could be a marriage seminar. It could be all sorts of stuff. But, but basically, we, uh, my wife and I, we were from Vegas. We bought a, we, as we started to have kids, we have five children. But as we started to have children, we wanted to find a place to, to get away for the weekends and what I call get out of the cement playground, which to me is any city. And so, but that was us in Vegas. So about three, three and a half hours to the north up in Southern Utah was this really beautiful area, Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon. So we bought a cabin up there and my wife just fell in love with it. And everything was hunky-dory for a few years. And then the the financial crisis hit in about 2008, which, you know, most of us are pretty aware of. I think I, I can't imagine, uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and can, can you imagine how many businesses, vacational businesses were started in 2008, you know, from the financial crisis. Yeah. So yeah. how did how did that work for you? So I told my wife, I said, listen, honey, I go, we're going to have to um, rent this cabin out because we have, um, I've, I found this thing online called VRBO or something. And they have a couple homes in the area and people are renting these things out. And she says, absolutely not. <laughs> she goes, no one is going to sleep in my bed. And I go, honey, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation here. Either we have to rent it or sell it. And you love the cabin, right? Oh, I love the cabin. Well, then we're going to rent it for a little bit until we pay it off. And then we're going to remodel it and we're going to be, we're going to be done. That was my sales pitch out of desperation. <laughs> so um, I finally got her to uh, agree to that. But uh, um, obviously we, we, we've turned that from one property into, you know, 170 or so properties and multiple destinations. <laughs> I think it's okay. Um, but we we had that. I was written out on a, for about a year on my own, driving up from Vegas to clean it. You know, three three mm-hmm. and a half hours going back and forth. You know, doing the uh, you know you know vacation rental by owner basically, and that was a lot of work. And then we we had a situation over Christmas New Year's where all the pipes froze, and so we couldn't house the guests that were coming in for Christmas New Year's, and that was in two thousand seven. They were very unhappy that when I called them and told them I couldn't host them because they were coming from Southern California and that they threatened to uh, sue me. And that made me really nervous at the time. And so I had a member, an old mortgage client that I had helped years ago. Uh, they had bought a cabin in a neighboring little mountain area. And I reached out to them and I said, hey, would you be willing to, I'll give you the money that I have for this week if you want to let them stay there. She goes, you know, yeah, sure. She goes, I need the money. I'm a realtor. There's no one's buying homes you know, can't sell anything. So yeah, so I did it. Well, the day afterwards, she comes to me, uh, this lady who owns a home and said, would you guys manage my home and do this? And I'm like, I guess, yeah, we could do that. My wife's like, of course we could do that. It's exactly what we're going to do. That's how it started. I I love the way she went from absolutely not (laughs) to, of of course we'll do this. (laughs) Of course we'll do this. 
And so that's how it all started. And then we, we, we managed to put together a, you know, website and other little things that way. And then we actually moved into our area and we ran a backcountry lodge there. Uh, and when we had about five vacation homes and then we managed this lodge and we just fell in love with the area and we fell in love with hosting people and, and doing family groups and church groups and different things. And it just really, for us, I mean, I think like a lot of people, it turned into a lifestyle mm-hmm. and, you know, coming from the corporate world, I wanted to always be with my family. I grew up in a family business, uh, family bakery as a kid. And so I was used to, I was used to be around my parents all the time. And so I wanted that for my family as, as I got older and we had kids and, and it's just amazing. We've been very blessed. Um, it's been a lot of work, right? I mean, it's, it's a ton of work, um, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's been a labor of love and it's been great. So, um, so do your kids work in the business now? Um, we don't live in our markets. Yeah. Um, we don't, we live, you know, we live in Oregon. Um, we don't live in the central Oregon market or the Southern Utah market. We did when we did live there. Yes. I mean, my brother and I cleaned for the first two years, all of our properties. My wife um, did all the laundry and did a lot of the cleaning of the, of the lodge that we ran. Matter of fact, it's funny, a little side story. She, she came to me one day, she was up to probably about a hundred loads of laundry a week. And she came to me and she says, honey, she goes, I got, I got to talk to you about something. I go, what, sweetie? She goes, it's either me or the laundry. <laughs> well, I paused. Okay. Now I wasn't pausing because I was thinking about my answer. I was pausing because I wasn't sure how I was going to fix the problem of telling her it was her and not the laundry. Right. So I had to, I had to think that out. She thought that I was pausing because I was questioning what I was going to answer. Now I, I really wasn't, I was, you know, so we still laugh about that today, but we, back then we paid the kids, um, I think a quarter for every bunk bed they made. Um, <laughs> and my, my, we sense it was a backcountry lodge. My son had to help me shuttle guests on snowmobiles back and forth. So yeah, they have been involved in the business over the years. So you know, let's talk about this. The fact you are remote from the properties, like like I am in here in Ontario. You know, all our properties are, are very widely dispersed across a wide area. How do you manage all the staffing in different locations? You know, that's a really key component for us. It's it it requires a tremendous amount of trust. Mm-hmm. You have to really trust your people, and you have to empower them. And I realized it was it was about 2012 when we moved away from our Southern Utah properties, and really I had uh, you know I had a lot of great mentors in my life, and and I, I learned that in order to really grow the business to where I, I really felt I wanted to take it, I needed to to work on the business without being in the business. And for me, I just know my personality that if I'm there and something needs to be done like a water heater or an element in a water heater or a guest needs, you know, you got to run something to a guest. I'm going to be the one that's going to go do that because I want to save that money and, you know, from, from hiring someone to do it. And so I needed, in order for me to be successful, I think to where I wanted to be anyway, I had to move away, be out of my markets and I had to entrust staff and empower them to be able to run their business entities. And that's, that's exactly how, we do it. So we have general manager in our locations and then all the staff locally rolls up to the general manager, general manager reports to me. And I manage based off of, you know, key indicators, uh, you know, revenue, you know, mm-hmm. bookings, all sorts of pace, all sorts of stuff. Wow. I'm probably way behind on this one. I mean, we, we have 130 odd different staff members and they're not ours. They're, they're employed by the owners. So, okay. you know, that, that is herding 
130 odd cats. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. I mean, it, this business is much like any business. Yes, it's a mom and pop type business. That's what makes it unique. That's what I feel is always going to make this industry very unique, right? Over, you know, the consolidation efforts that we've seen the last few years. But that's where that you 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 have to have that personal touch and you have to also do that with your employees. And, and it's very, you know, we only have probably 25, 30 staff, depending mm-hmm. on the season and what's going on. So it's not that many people. Yes. So, so your, your properties in Southern Utah, are they are barely local to each other? They're not, they're not that widely, widely dispersed? No, Utah is the most dispersed. It's probably, it's up to two hours between okay. like our office there. And then in, in Central Oregon, it is pretty close. It's all within half an hour of, of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think in reinvesting in the business, the way we've done year over year, like building the, the laundry facility, that's a big a big uh, differentiator with us. We were talking about this earlier, you and I, as far as differentiators, whether we do safety inspections or whatever, that's one of the things that really has made it mm-hmm. different for us is that we we manage and own our own laundry facility that just does our stuff. Well, when we built that three, four years ago, we didn't know, you know, we didn't know COVID, we know anything. Yeah. And that is a big, big selling point right now for owners. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I'm hearing from more and more property managers, you know, this, this is a discussion that comes up over and over again, you know, about laundry and do we do this in-house or do we do it out of house? And COVID has not necessarily changed what we're doing, but it's caused us to look at the things that we are doing in different ways and, and in some very creative ways uh, as, as well. So, For sure. So, you know, what, what other challenges have you faced as a property manager in the years you've been in this business? You know, that's a great question, Heather. It's been so many things, anything from staffing. I, I remember a time when we had first moved to Oregon and we just had the business in in, in uh, Southern Utah. I think we had probably 35, 40 properties, something like that at the time. And my um, my staff decided that they, well, the, my, my general manager at the time decided that it was too much work. And so she quit. So if that's not bad enough, she took all the housekeepers with her in during our peak season then. So I had three turnarounds in one day and I laughed because that's nothing. But, you know, back then that was such a big deal. But I was in Oregon, Utah, two states away. It's a flight to Vegas and a three hour drive or it's an 18 hour car drive. And so I, I had literally I had gone through all my resources to find out who was going to clean these homes and just be my boots on the street. I got in the car and drove back. I went on Craig, Craigslist. I found a couple of housekeepers out of uh, St. George and, and uh, we went and cleaned all three of those homes wow. and got them turned around. <laughs> you do what you have to do, don't you? Yeah, you do. And so it, it's, you know, so staffing, um, I think the, the last four or five years, easily the biggest challenge to property managers has been the amount of tools that have come out mm-hmm. and the requirements and the pressures that we have on um, our businesses to perform. Now more than ever, we're getting different type of, of guests and different type of owners. They're both requir- requiring so much more, you know, more services, more, all more, you know, they're the, the more analytics, more data. And if you, if you don't keep up with that as it goes, then I think you fall behind pretty quick. It's and it's really expensive to keep these tools going. And it's a lot of things that I don't think owners understand when you talk about your percentages and what your splits are and what the difference is between us and property management company down the street is really the amount of tools mm-hmm. that we 
we subscribe to. We don't, I mean, as a small business, we don't have teams, uh, you know, in the business development department or in uh, revenue management, you know, things we do with beyond pricing or the things we do with Vintory or um, all these different things that it really is a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly agree. And, you know, I, I find this and I'm sure you do when you're out there and you're talking to new owners and they're, they're looking at, you know, maybe one or two percentage points difference in commission and arguing the toss about that and, and wanting to drive that bottom line down and trying to explain to them that, you know, the cost, where that money goes. Um, I don't know how you do that, but, but we're in the same position. We, we try and keep as up there as we possibly can with everything that's new in the industry, with all the resources and with the digital marketing costs and the operational costs, and it all adds up. So it's, yeah, th- that, that to me is, is a particular challenge at the moment. I mean, we have a number of it, we have a number of competitive agencies that don't that, you know that are still out there in the 1990s. They're still using paper management systems. They're not even using the types of property management systems that we're using. And it's it's a little hard at some at sometimes to compete with that um, because they have such lower commission rates. And and an owner saying, okay, I'm getting the same services from this company as I might be from you for five or six percent difference because they're not investing in the resources and the tools. Right. And it just, I think it, when you come up against that situation, the, if you, if you could get them to where look at apples to apples and look at, you know, the revenue you bring to the table, you'll, you'll win every time. Yeah. You know, there's no way that, you know, if you're running some type of revenue management, whether you're using a beyond pricing or a price labs or whoever, you're going to outperform someone who's running it on paper, you know, unless they only have a few properties, a handful mm-hmm. of properties you know, under 50 properties where they can actually go in and manually adjust those rates like they do. It's very, very difficult. You know, I think one of the big things right now is when you talk to homeowners, potential homeowners, and you talk about, well, I'm just going to throw it up on Airbnb and going to Airbnb it. Like, you know, it's a verb, right? And the all these services and tools that we have over the years has been great. Um, you have to be able to manage them. But, you know, putting it, as we've seen so many times with VRBO and, you know, with Vervo and, and Airbnb, you can't be reliant on all those services because one little change in their, in their program, it, it can, to, can really impact your business. And that's what I tell homeowners. Now I said, if you just want to go out and put your home up on, on some listing site, go ahead. You're getting the reservations, the easy part. Trust me, you can get the reservation. It's supporting that reservation and the phone calls and the issues and different things. That's where, that's where it's difficult. Yes. And I, you know, like, like you, I deal with uh, the, you know, the same old argument. What do you do that I can't do myself just listing on Airbnb? And I said, okay, yeah. one, two, three, four. And yes, it's an easy conversation. Yeah. And who gets to answer the phone at two o'clock in the morning when they're watching a movie and want to get the microwave to work and can't. <laughs> How do I work this remote? Yes. You know, and now you have the services that can help you, whether you, if it's a breezeway or, you know, guest service guide has come out with some stuff uh, on that with the screens kind of help you, you know, navigate mm-hmm. that. There's so many great tools that we have these days, you know, that takes a lot of time and effort to, to put in place, but in, to increase that guest experience, because our guests, as we deal more and more with the, this millennial crowd, they, they want that experience. They want that experience over pretty much anything else. And so that's what we have to provide is that experience. And then they will be a loyal 
um, you know, to that experience. So, you know, so we have to be smart about it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that guest services guide because we, uh, we we trialed that in one of our properties this past summer. And, yeah. and it was How'd it go? really successful, really, really well. Guests loved it. They absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, so I will put a link um, to that on on, uh, on the show notes. Yeah, do that. Um, we have uh, we have fifty of them. So we it's been it's been a lot of work, but it's uh, once it gets set up and going, it's great. Yeah, wonderful. So we've talked we're talking technology platforms, and you've mentioned a few. Do you want to? Can you list the ones that you're using that are that the ones that really make your business effective? And uh, sure, I mean, so the number one is your your property management system. Having a good property management system that that works the way you need it to work is super important. There's a lot of great ones out there. So you have the, uh, I use LiveRes if you want the name. So I use LiveRes for my property management system. Um, Beyond pricing, I've used for the last couple of years, well, easily two years now. Um, That was something that um, once I got it going, it was fantastic. You have to, their their professional services management team is is great. Uh, I'm on the phone every Monday with them going over every property. I'm looking at uh, pace and and rates and everything else, and they're just they're fantastic. Um, I'm not a super detailed person, so that wasn't something that I really wanted to manage. I needed someone to help me with that because there's so many irons in the fire with multiple locations and businesses that you have to outsource things. Um, so that's been great. Uh, when I came on with with Brooke and Vintori, um, you know, back towards the beginning of their 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 business. And I'm still with them. That is a game changer. Having that professionally produced uh, marketing material and understanding, just having, uh, you know, the team that he has there, they're great, they're responsive. That's been great for us. The having guest service guide, which we've talked about, that's something that we've trialed this year. Um, We're still working on that. It's been really good. The guests are loving the interaction. The owners like the interactions. It's great to have that. You know, when someone checks in, they give you the star rating. They check in like their initial, you know, was a five out of five or whatever. Um, That's super nice to have. If if someone hits a three out of five, that sends us a warning. Say, hey, call this guest. There's something going on. And usually it had to do with they had a hard time checking in or, you know, something wasn't quite right. We can fix it right away. Because mm-hmm. you know, as to get when a guest comes in and it starts out negative, it usually goes negative the whole time. It just nitpick, nitpick, nitpick. So it gives you a chance to kind of nip it in the bud there. You know, so those are um, trying to think if there's anything else. Well, on Breezeway, we're switching to, over to, to Breezeway right now, but we've used some kind of scheduling software. We used BR, BR Scheduler for years, which has been great. Um, and now we're going to uh, Breezeway. So we're excited about that. So apart from the guest service guide, do you use um, any, anything else? Do, I mean, we use Touchday within our business. Do you use anything that you actually send out to guests before they arrive? Um, we do. It's, it's, just, it's just through our CRM, though. Okay. Um, you know, text and, and, uh, and you know, email marketing. Not email marketing. Well, of course, we do do all the, the email marketing stuff, um, which you can talk about if you want. But no, nothing like a Touchday. I have looked at Rubaru. I really like uh, NARS over Rubaru. I've done a lot of things with him, but we haven't, uh, you know, kicked it off yet. Um, there, that's the thing. There are so many things, as you know. I know. I know. There's, there's so many. And, you know, how do you choose between them? I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons that we're putting together this virtual vendor showcase. So we can actually talk through all these different things. But still, there's still going to be just a ton of things to people make for, for people to make a choice from. Um, we, we, we miss the uh, – we definitely have missed the, the conferences. Yes, 
you know, it's been the in-person conference. It's been hard because, you know, in this industry to get together once or twice a year in person and be able to meet everybody at a conference and, and spend a few days there has been great. I mean, these happy hour Zooms are fun, but <laughs> it's, it's nice to get together in person. And, and it's also nice to wander up and down those aisles in an exhibition hall. And actually, yeah. and, and actually get to meet the vendors and talk to them, you know, over, over the years, I'm sure you too, you've been going to conferences and got to know so many of the vendors. I mean, we just, we just recreated our website and we used one of the web design companies that's real tech that I've met for the previous five years, every time I've been to a VRMA conference. So wow. I don't think they may have thought, you know, that the first time, uh, you know, I met I met them and said, you know, we're, we're thinking about a new website that it would take five years for us to get there. But yeah. that every year meeting them, by the time we, we said, yes, you're the guys, we knew them. And it, it was an easy decision to make. So, yes, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping next year. I think it's VRMA in San Antonio next year. Oh, nice. I like Sam to the Riverwalk. That's nice. Yes. Been, that's love that area. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so you're in Utah. How many, I mean, let's, let's talk Utah rather than Oregon. Well, you can talk both, but what stands you out from, from your competition? Uh, you know, a couple of things. One is it, you know, we're an owner operated company, which a lot of V you know, VRMs are owner operated. Um, but that really stands you out from the large operations, you know, that are more corporate responsiveness, having staff, uh, understanding that issues do arise, but taking care of the issues, always going above and beyond, making sure that someone's happy, even if it doesn't work out the way we want. Um, you know, say someone leaves the program because they just don't like the process or they don't, you know, but making sure that as that exit happens, that it's done right. Mm-hmm. I think that if you if you you clean up your business as you go uh, and you you find the loose ends, you find things that aren't working, you fix it, you make it right. Um, you, you know, you care, you have a passion for what you're doing. It's not just a, a paycheck. And for people at, at our, our level who that owns the business, well, this is like, well, of course, why wouldn't you do that? Right. But it's empowering your, your staff to also, uh, you know, everything flows downhill. So, you know, the, the, the owner has a personality or, or, or disposition and that kind of flows down to your staff. And I think it's important to have that. Uh, the other differentiator for sure is the laundry facility. Mm. I, I didn't do that for that reason. I did it out of just economics, but it has been a game changer this year for us and offering the, and, and rolling up in, in the services, you know, rolling up the, the beyond pricing and, you know, the, 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 the different, you know, whether it's a VR scheduler or a breezeway, rolling that kind of stuff in to make your staff help them, give them the tools to run more efficient so they can do their job mm-hmm. better. So you mentioned um, email marketing uh, a few minutes ago. What do you do? And this is something that's always interested me. You know, what do you do in that, as Andy McNulty from Touchday calls it, the tumbleweed time between reserving, somebody reserves a property, and then they arrive. What's your strategy for filling in that tumbleweed gap? Well, I mean, definitely email marketing. Um, I, again, I outsource it to some some really great people who like you, like, you, you know, these guys become your friends, mm-hmm. these vendors you deal with, they become friends and you kind of find people you get along with. And with when we use Stoke Marketing on our email marketing, they have done great because they have a really great, um, they keep it kind of a really personal kind of feel to it. And so we do an email once a month to all of our past guests. 
We also have on our website, if you're a first time visitor, you know, you can sign up. That's a, a you know, MailChimp platform. They can sign up for the newsletter. So then we have that. So then we have a drip campaign from when someone signs up for that initially, because when they're first on your website, so mm-hmm. we have a daily drip campaign for like a week that goes out and does that. But that's the main thing is just marketing to those past guests and really trying to find relevant content um, in your, in your, in your market to something. And, and I've always a big believer of uh, help don't sell mm-hmm. uh, and really giving them the information. And it's more than just giving a really nice, you know, Turkey recipe at Christmas, but um, it's just a matter of just being friendly and, and always helping somebody if they need help. Yes. How about, um, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, content and the things that you, um, you give them, do you, do you hold a lot of content on your website? We, you know, we have a, a, an area guide that we do post on our, our website. So we have that, we have some area information. You have to be able to keep that stuff up, that content fresh and keep it up, which could be difficult unless you have somebody there really scanning that. I think we could do a much better job or I could do a much better job, honestly, with that. Um, we do, we pour more of the resources into the email marketing and getting information out that way. Yeah. I know from my own experience of, of renting a property that, that getting that information, I know somebody told me years ago, well, you know, I, I expect my guests to do it all by themselves. Then they're not stupid. They can go do their own research. And, and I found that a, a, an oddly, a little bit of an odd attitude to take. It's not, it's not difficult to share the information that you know. You know, you've, you've lived in that Utah area. You know it, you love it. You know all the stuff, you know. I mean, right. do you know about odd metal objects that have appeared in the canyon? <laughs> I don't, but you know, I was, I was laying in bed last night and I was looking at my phone. I was like, what is the deal with this metal object? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, now it's disappeared. So it came and now it's gone. Yeah. It it was an alien or whatever. Who knows, right? It's just, uh, you know, I think it's just a break from our everyday, uh, what's going on right now. It's kind of fun. It is. It is kind of fun. And actually you talking about that whole Bryce Zion area. I went, I've only been there once. It was just absolutely monumental it was, a, yeah. it was a wonderful wonderful experience i'll have to get back there again one day so so matt if you were advising a new property manager and there's there's a lot of new property managers entering the business now what are the most important pieces of advice that you'd give them okay so first of all don't do it don't <laughs> it's too much work <laughs> yeah. um no i mean so the i think the the biggest thing when i think about this is that people should not be, you know, don't be intimidated by other people in the industry. We, I, we are a very friendly industry. We want people to succeed. We we have that. We, we want that. At least, you know, I do, you do, right? I mean, we are like that. So reach out to people. Don't be afraid of that. Do get involved in your local authorities. Get involved with local advocacy groups. You know, in the Northwest, I'm involved with the uh, NWVRP. In Utah, it's the you know Utah Vacation Rental Management Association. Be involved in those at some level, at least at least attend the Zooms or something, right? They're they are really trying to get information out to you. We are a fragmented industry, just as the nature of our business. We you know we don't have a lot of big conglomerates that are pulling this together um, from an advocacy. Uh, ad, I can't say that word from, you know, I mean, VRBO and, and uh, Verbo and, and, and Airbnb do a great job when it comes into areas that need help. Um, but it's really the local managers and the local businesses that come together 
and really stand up for the rights with the city councils and HOAs. Yeah. So uh, get involved. I, I would I would go along with that. We've we've just recently um, started an association of rental managers in our area. We should have done it years ago. Um, yeah. But it's you know you're absolutely right. You know, <laughs> don't don't be an island. Just go out yeah. and uh, and people are so so friendly in this business. I agree with you. Okay, what's next? Um, can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay, we didn't rehearse this, and it's this is a, <laughs> I, I, this is only because of this how this year has gone. So when you have in, in today's market, in today's you know what's going on, how I mean with all the humdrum and you know is business going to happen? Are they going to close down? They're not going to close down. What are the K? What's going on? How how do you sleep at night? What, what how do you calm your nerves? Um, oh, it's interesting because it sort of goes back to that March April time when everyone was going, oh my god, can I? manage a year in this business without any business. And I happen to have a very conservative, fiscally conservative business partner who has always, I'm I'm sure he's got some, you know, he's got a great stash under his bed, under his mattress, I'm quite sure. (laughs) Because we were able to say, you know, can we go through this next year? If, we, if we're, here, we're here in March 2020, can we get through to the end of August 2021 and still survive? And we were able to say yes. So yeah. I was able to sleep at night from day one because we plan ahead, always planned ahead, you know, always got a, a three-year plan, a five-year plan, plus the, you know, more shorter-term plans. Yeah, I, I mean, there's times it's, it's been, I'm sure for you as well, it's been this constantly changing landscape and we're, we're back into it again now with a massive cancellations and people saying, you know, guests saying to us, you know, what, what happens if I get sick, can I cancel? And now we're I mean, back in, back in March or April, we said, Joe, just cancel. That's fine. You can get your money back. And now we're saying it's a known risk. Take out travel insurance. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, it's this isn't this is not a surprise to anybody, and we're not taking we're not going to cancel. You're not allow you to cancel without penalty five days before a stay because you suddenly got sick and you chose not to cover yourself. So, so I have to say that I haven't had that many sleepless nights. Good. <laughs> How about good, you? Good. No. Well, I mean, I'm I'm along the same lines as you. I mean, yes, the beginning of all this was uh, definitely a lot of sleepless nights, and you know, definitely. Uh, consuming some wine, which helped, but the, <laughs> as, as we go into this time, it's business is stressful anyway. Right. And so you're just going this through this process. And I think that it's, it's been good knowing that we did come out of it mm-hmm. and that's and some really good things have come out of this business-wise and personal-wise. I'm cooking more meals at home. <laughs> as I told you, I smoked my first Turkey. I mean, I've never done that kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of great things. I, one of my kids, it's funny, they, they, um, this was kind of over the summer time frame. We were having a lot of family dinners. Soccer wasn't going, nothing was going. And he looks at me and he goes or to mom and dad, and he looks at us and said, hey, can we have less family dinners? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been kind of a fun time. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I, I, my, my family is spread all over the world, so it's you know, a little bit. That that sort of caused me to reflect a little bit. You know, I've got a new grandchild yeah. that I've never seen, and I won't see him for oh. another year because they're in Berlin. So, it you know that 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 that's tough. But uh, but on the that whole, has to be hard. 
on the whole, we've um, I think we're all we're all getting through it. And I said right at the very beginning in the introduction that uh, I've just booked ahead for next November to go down to Gulf Shores, Alabama for five months from November through April. You know, I'm a snowbird. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> good for you and and it was just the thought oh my gosh i've got something booked for next november and i think it's actually going to happen because we could be some somewhere in a semblance of back to normal if if there's any such thing yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so so matt what's what's in the future for your business what where will you be in five years time i think it's when i look at my you know three to five and even my 10-year game plan I look at, at the areas that we currently service and say, how can we do better? What can we do more? Um, can, we, can we improve on some stuff? And of course, the answer is always yes. And so we look at that, that stuff and say, okay, how do we do that? Um, how do we, how, how do, you know, for me, it's about continually pouring back into the business uh, so that it's more self-sustaining. Can I pull myself out and can it sustain? Can I pull a key member out and can I sustain? So making sure that that happens is really important. My wife and I own the businesses, so there's there's no other business partners. Um, so if we happen to something happens to us or whatever, does it work? And so the answer is yes, and making sure that happens. So I look at that that time frame. How do I continually grow, but also have it be sustainable? Do we service our markets, keep a local focus, regardless of what that local means, but keep a local focus? I think that's the key to the vacation rental management business is to keep that focus there um, and, and grow with your services. Like we've talked about these, these, these add-on services that help us maintain our business and help us grow our business and help us service our, our, our guests for our, well, our number one clients is our owner, yep. right? That's our number one client. And so we make sure we're taking care of our clients and also the guests that, that visit their homes mm-hmm. is important to us. So one question I, I meant to ask you earlier on, and I'm just going to tack it on right here, is, is just about marketing and what percentage of, uh, of, of your reservations come from direct, people booking directly through your website, and what percentage come from the OTAs? Great question. Um, it, and you know what the answer is? It depends on the market. And I wouldn't have been able to answer that if I didn't have you know a couple of different states that, I, that I, I do business in. And it's fascinating the way different areas of the country purchase. Mm-hmm. For example, in in Southern Utah, mostly Southwest business, so Southern Nevada, all Southern California, a little bit of Northern Utah and Southern Idaho, but typically the Southwest, they are very OTA. When I say they, I mean the guests. Mm -hmm. They they like Airbnb. They they like Verbo. They like Booking.com or Google or whatever, and they go to search those spots. So um, I've had, of course, we have a, okay, so to answer your question, in Southern Utah, I want to say it's right at about 25 or so percent is, is booked direct. It's a, To me, it's a super low number. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, three, four years ago, when I really kicked in my listing site independence, right? My Matt Landau LSI, when I really kicked that in, in I was at 10%. Mm-hmm. And we, we now spend more money on marketing ourselves, or we have for years, than we do spend money on the OTAs. We still use the OTAs. Don't get me wrong but we spend more money marketing ourselves. Is that smart? I don't know. It's the, it's the, it's the way we've, you know, I've chosen to do it because I believe in always in, in invest in yourself first. Now in Oregon, it's the exact opposite. The Northwest uh, disposition and the, 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 uh, you know, the guests here, they would rather shop directly from a small business owner 
and book directly with you rather than an OTA. Now, we're still getting a little bit less. We're getting a little more than 50% of the book direct. You know, so still got about 48 or so percent coming from OTAs. But the numbers are much different Mm -hmm. in the Northwest than they are in the Southwest, especially, you know, for us anyway. That's a really that's that's a great perspective, great way of looking at it. I hadn't really thought about it like that. That that you would have these different. Um, I, I know it's certainly in Europe, it's very much the you know the the, the guests like Booking dot com. Booking dot com is right. the leader in in Europe, particularly Spain, Portugal, Italy, and and I know from I mean we're we're one hundred percent book direct right now. Okay. Um, we we quit with everybody back in the summer, but we 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 shall be going back. I'm quite sure because you're absolutely you, you know I am not so sold on, on direct booking that I'm going to take us away from other channels that are going to bring revenue. So it's whatever works, but it it, it is this this juggling balance of one against the other. But we do work at content I mean- and marketing ourselves. Right. And you're right. So I think marketing is a, is a wheel. It's a spoke. And so you look at these spokes. So you look at like we've talked about now on the, on this podcast is you have your, your email marketing, you have your, your, per, you know, your business marketing, whether you use SEO and Google and all that stuff, you have your OTA channels, you have your, your, and then don't forget your owners, mm-hmm. your owners are a channel as well, you know, in serving them, we get so many referrals. But this morning I was driving one of my children somewhere and and, you know, I had a call from someone who was referred to us by two of our owners. So they're a channel as well. Yep. So you got to look at all these, these things. Yeah, absolutely. It's just having that great mix of opportunities, I guess, out there. And, you know, I've, I've talked to Matt Landau about this, as you mentioned, LSI, and, and Matt and I have discussed this lots over the years. Is there, is there anything as just, you know, being truly, truly independent and just getting away from everybody else and and i just think that's that's perhaps shutting the door where you should be leaving it open to opportunity i, I, I agree isn't it great the personalities we have in our oh. industry that are just they're so reachable and they're so willing to help uh, absolutely you know i've been blessed and honored over the past 10 years with meeting just about everybody in this industry and and knowing them pretty closely and you you mentioned earlier on it's a friendly business i think this is the most approachable business you know i like nothing better than i had a phone call the other day from a property manager in bc and she'd heard me on a rentals united podcast and and i absolutely loved it she just we just chatted about business for an hour and yeah we we are i think everybody is so approachable and i love it yeah, I agree. So, Matt, I agree. yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I'm so glad that I met you via Brookfouts when we were talking about you as a client of Vintori. And while we were talking, I thought, oh gosh, I've got to have Matt on the show. So yeah, it was quite justified asking you because you've been great. So thank you very much. No, thank you. The, the pleasure has been all mine to, to be a part of this and it's just so great to, to talk to you and you, you have such a great reputation out there and, and you have fun podcasts and it, it's just, uh, it's, I just, I'm honored to, to, uh, to do this with you. Well, it's been a pleasure and I do hope that we get to meet face to face at some point in the future. Soon, soon. There's nothing much I love more than talking to a fellow property manager or a fellow owner or just somebody else who's who's in the business and 
you know, you have these long conversations and all the time you're thinking, he's got me. He understands what I go through and I'm understanding what he goes through. And I, um, Matt was absolutely right when he talked about the friendship and the camaraderie and the approachability in this business. So, you know, if you're out there and you have not connected with another property manager or another owner, really, and you're thinking about ways of doing that, doing it, please get in touch with me and we will work together to get you connected with, with somebody else and we'll see what we can do. Because it could be a while, it could be a while before we get to another conference. But that's definitely something to be thinking about, you know, thinking towards the future as I've sort of booked my stay in November. I'm hoping that the host 2021 conference will go ahead in the UK. I'm hoping that the VRMA conference will be going ahead. I mean, this year I was meant to be going to the Kigo conference in Barcelona. I was so excited about that. And that was in uh, February or March, I think. And I was speaking at the Kigo conference and, and that was cancelled. So I can't wait. I can't wait to get back on the conference circuit and start you know, networking again. I think that's so important. So you heard me mention when I'm talking to Matt about the virtual vendor showcase. This is something that uh, that we're putting together here at Vacation Rental Formula because we're not getting to exhibition halls around the world. We're not getting out there to talk to vendors, to network with people who are using those vendors. So what we're doing is having short conversations. I'm, I'm having short, maybe 10, 15 minute conversations with the founders of a supplier company. And we've kicked off with Touchday and with Vintori. And I'm shortly going to be doing an interview with Guest View Guide. You heard Matt talk about Guest View Guide. I'm just about to record an interview with Guest View Guide as well. And with each of those interviews, we're actually talking as well to one of their customers. So when I talked to Brooke Fouts of Vintori, Matt was there as well because he was one of Vintori's first customers. So you can go to the Vacation Rental Formula website. And we are posting the business pages for each of these supplier companies. And then you'll be able to click on the video and take a look at that. Or you can go to our YouTube channel and, and see them there. But what we're hoping to do over the course of the next few months is really build up this collection of supplier interviews. So you really get the, the feel of where they came from, why they're doing what they do. So it's not just about a website with some benefits and features. It's about hearing how they started, why they started, and then hearing from a very, very satisfied user of the product or resource or app or whatever it might be. So watch out for that. That's coming up. Mike is working very hard at, uh, at getting these business pages uh, posted and I am doing these, these interviews. If you are a vendor or supplier and you're interested in getting involved, then please get in touch with me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and I'll send you some information. So that's it from me for another week. Uh, I'm just looking out my window and the snow is really, really coming down now. So it's shoveling time. For the first time this year, 
I can hear the dulcet tones of the snowblower just starting up in my yard. So I guess I better go and put the hat and the gloves and the boots on and get out and embrace the winter. I would actually prefer to be embracing winter down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, but that's that's for next year. And as you as I, as you heard, I'm now all signed up for that. So from me to you, thank you so much for listening. Oh, and I'll talk to you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.